Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, happy Wednesday, September 14, 2022. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm Steve Schultz, host along with my wife. Uh, we founded together both Elijah List, ElijahList.com and Elijah Streams. Uh, beginning 25 years ago. We are in the beginning of year 26, I think, if I'm saying that right, bringing you the voice of the prophets. And uh, never has it been more important than in this specific time uh, frame when so much is going on. Many of you have heard, I'm going to say, repeat it for a couple of days in a row. We are off of YouTube until December uh, 1st. It's pr- pretty much fine with me uh, because they're you know, as soon as we get back on, they're going to be gunning for us again. They are trying to remove Christians that are conservative, that are speaking anything on behalf of Trump. And I will not relent because YouTube wants me to. I'll get all the more stubborn. And, you know, so we're trying to be wise so that we're not uh, abandoning the channel outright. We're going to they're going to have to force us off. Um and uh, but neither am I going to overly try not to offend them because they're trying to be offended. They don't want to not be offended. They're trying to be offended so that they have a legitimate excuse. If we wait till December 31, all of our strikes disappear, but that doesn't keep them from the next day giving us more strikes so they can take us off. So just so you all know, we will be off through and including the elections there, but we will, we're going to be on Rumble uh, the whole time. Rumble is getting just as large of views or almost as large of views as our best days on YouTube. Uh, maybe we're not quite there, but almost as large. And uh, we're usually on Facebook as well. So be sure and tell your friends and family, anyone that wants to know when we're going to be on where, on Rumble and Facebook now, and we will be back on YouTube December 1, I think is the date, or whichever the Monday is close to that, probably, or whatever date it is close to December 1. Uh, okay, so now, Cat uh, will be on here in just a few minutes, but you all have heard me talk about Mike and Lori Sally, who have are helping us in two areas, the, the wells being dug in Uganda, and then the water projects we're working on right now. So without further delay, let's bring in Mike and Lori Sally to kind of give us a report. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Good. How's Mississippi this time of year? It's actually beautiful today. It's really? Nice starting to be fall weather so we're we're excited about that awesome now do you get snow probably not in the south do you or we do occasionally yeah do you okay Every couple years or so, so yeah i lived in dallas for a while and then i lived in on florida on the other side for a while so we didn't see a lot of snow but yeah we could get the you get the big thunderstorms and all that out there always that's that's like our that. that's our big thing thunderstorms. yeah Well, listen, I know you guys have got different things to share with us. I'm trying to decide, uh, Lori, should we start with how the Mississippi Water Project came into being by meeting the mayor? Or where where would you like to start? Sure, we can talk about that. I don't know if everybody knows the devastation that's happening in Jackson, Mississippi, which is the capital of our state. Um, The water has, the people have been on a boil notice which I don't know if that's common everywhere. I didn't really. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it, it's common here in Mississippi. And I didn't really realize that until we moved back to the South in Mississippi several years ago. It happens all the time in different areas. The water gets contaminated. And so this has been something going on in Jackson for a really long time. And so since you brought us on the team, Steve, to help begin investigating water issues here in the States, Mike and I never realized right in our own backyard, Jackson wow. is struggling. So 
we've been looking, you know, knocking on doors and, and meeting different people about the water crises going on in the United States, which I didn't even realize it was so challenging here. But we were flying back from um, vacation. I think it was in early June. And I had actually been kind of sick the night before and had an upset stomach. So I didn't really sleep good. So I didn't really look, I don't know, like travel worthy. I actually felt like I was traveling back from Uganda. Like I'd been on a long <laughs> missions trip or something, but um, wow. it wasn't even that long. So we were in the Atlanta airport and Mike looks across the way and he's, he says, I think that's the mayor of Jackson. We've only seen him on TV. And so I looked and I was like, yeah, that, that kind of looks like him. And everybody was, you know, around him, talking to him and stuff. And I don't know why I did this, but just in my mind, just in my heart, I said to the Lord, Lord, if you want to give him an encouraging word, I, I'd be willing to do it. You're just going to have to sit me next to him. And that, that's just random. I do that sometimes just to challenge myself. Cause you know, when you're talking about, um, we're always talking about the prophetic and wanting to, to use it, but if right. you don't put yourself out there. I don't know if you're not aware, then, then God really, you know, he doesn't have an opportunity. So I'm always, you know, since I've been walking in the prophetic, I've been challenging myself in that. So yeah. I think that's why I said it. So we get on, we go to get on the plane, you know, you scan your boarding pass and Mike has all of the miles and he always gets upgraded. Anytime we fly together, man, first class, Mike Sally, Aunt Larry, <laughs> back in the back, you know, and, and he's a gentleman and always offers to give it to me. But he has long legs, so I let him sit in the front. So I scan my boarding pass before Mike, and it spits out a different seat number. And I'm thinking, oh, well, surely, you know, Mike's going to get the same thing. And he scans his and nothing happens. And I'm like, that's crazy. Well, I was going to be sitting in the middle seat next to Mike, and I actually love the window. So this seat was the window. So I said, it was our last leg. I said, let me just take this seat. I'm tired. I'll sit there. So I go and sit in, on, in 11A, and Mike's back in 29. So I'm sitting down, and you know, just sitting there waiting. The next thing I know, the mayor comes walking down and he stops and he sits in the seat right next to wow. me. Wow. And I'm thinking, <laughs> my heart starts beating like, oh gosh, did I really just say that to the Lord? Like, I'll give him a word of encouragement. So I just start thinking like, what do you want to say, God? What do you want to say? So we're sitting there and, you know, everybody's passing by and they're all talking to him. Then I just, I don't know what to say. I don't have any profound words. So I just turn to him and I just tell him exactly what just what I just told you. Wow. I just told him that thinking, okay, he's gonna think I'm a crazy Christian. I don't know. And he says to me, he says, you know, there's no coincidences in the Bible. That <laughs> word does not happen in the Bible. And really, he started to give me words of encouragement. And really? I just said, you know, I want to pray for you. How can we pray for you? And he starts just kind of sharing his journey and how he got into being the mayor. And he, he just starts pulling out scriptures and he tells me what the meaning of Jackson means. It means God is gracious. And he just starts kind of prophesying the destiny over his city. And I'm just blown away. And I said, well, I think maybe I sat next to you for me, not the other <laughs> way around. And I said, well, okay, you know, well, I, I just know there's more and I'll just keep praying. So he put, you know, they, they take off and he puts on his mask and he puts on his earplugs and he goes to sleep. He's been on a business trip. I'm sure he's tired. The whole time I'm sitting there like, Lord, what is it? Why do you have me sitting next to him? Then I remember there's a water issue in Jackson, Mississippi, and there has been. And I thought, is that why? So as we're getting ready to land, I take the last minute I have before he gets off the plane. And I just mentioned to him, hey, we're working with um, an amazing group of people that really have a passion to bring clean water. And I don't know if maybe that's why God put us together. Do you think when we get off the plane, you know, you can exchange numbers with my husband and we can maybe see, see what God has. And he says, sure. 
get off the plane, Mike exchanged numbers, and he actually texted us later and set up a meeting. Crazy. So we go to Jackson, to his office, meet with his cabinet, and just share what Elijah Streams is doing. Wow, he set up a meeting with his cabinet? Yes. <laughs> yes, it totally shocked us. It was actually kind of a, a little overwhelming, like, to walk yeah. in there with all these, and he's introducing us, you know, to the CFO and this person and this person. And we just start talking about the crisis and the issue and the challenges that they're having. And and it really was an amazing time. And we got to give it, we gave him some words of encouragement. And, and from that point on, you know, we were going to do some more meetings and figure out how we could help bring water, clean water, kind of a stop, stop gap measure, because honestly, the water system in Jackson is going to take millions of dollars to repair. And so our, our heart was like, okay, what can we do in the meantime to help people just like we're doing in Uganda? And um, we yeah. shared with them about the water box. Yeah. And so right after that, this water crisis hit and it wasn't just a matter of, we had some flooding issues, but it wasn't just a matter of being on a boil of water alert. It was a matter of no pressure in the lines. And so really? there were many people that had no water, not just dirty water, but no water to flush their toilets, no water to bathe. Or like for over a week. And this has been how they got, how they, yeah. And it's, this is a major city. And you start thinking like, wow, this is actually happening here in the United States. And so, you know, we were actually, because of Elijah's dreams, we were able to be in position here. We were able to jump in and begin to help some other organizations that are that are situated in downtown Jackson. And there's 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 a couple of organizations that we worked with um, that were out delivering water because a lot of people couldn't even get out. There was some elderly and some people that were just homebound for different reasons. They couldn't even get out and get the water that was being given away. Jeez. And so we got these jugs. I think we have a video we can show you in a second here about that. But um, one of the pastors that we worked with went out, delivered these jugs of water to people all over the city that he knew were lock-ins. And yeah. so it was really ministered to him that Elijah Streams came in and was being was willing to help financially and also providing these water jugs. And so yeah. we want to show that video. Yeah, let's go ahead and play that video, Emily. Go for it. Hey guys, my name is Brother J.J. Thompson. I am the pastor here at Alternative Ministry, and I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to let you know uh, how much I appreciate the work and the things that you guys may do for us. I want to thank uh, Elijah Stream for donating these gallons of water. Of course, we in Jackson, Mississippi, you know we have a water crisis. But what we are doing, we are being the middleman to help those that can't get out. And I've been pastoring for 10 years, been in ministry 20. But God has waited till I've got 60 years old to get me to do what I'm doing. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be finished. I love what Paul says about pure religion. It is helping the fatherless, the widows, and, and I thank God for the passion. So again, thank you from Jackson, Mississippi. I'm Brother JJ. So that was so good. You know, he mentioned that that scripture. I don't have it fully memorized, but it says pure religion undefiled is visiting the orphans and taking care of. And I don't know if you guys have that any more memorized than I do, but that's what he was referring to. He yeah. said, I don't know if you all know what God said about pure religion. Um, it's, it's really care of them in their distress. You know, totally. and so think about it. They're in distress right now. And we were able to go out and help people deliver clean water to the elderly, to the widows that were in distress because they couldn't even flush their toilets. Great. Now talk about the water stations. Where are we on that? I yeah. So that's, we're really excited about that. We just got breakthrough on that a couple of days ago. And I actually have a meeting with them today after we get finished with this show. 
there's these water boxes or filtration systems. And we're actually partnering. We're going to provide three of them at this time, possibly more in the future in Mississippi. Two of them will be with the Jackson Fire Department. So we actually have partnered with the Jackson Fire Department. They just had the uh, their meeting with the city council that approved uh, getting these boxes put into the fire department because that's one of the stations where people can come and get clean water. And they've given out, you know, probably there's been six million bottles of water or more given out in the past, probably more than that actually by now. And you think about these plastic bottles too, where are they going? They're going to the landfills and what have you. We don't have a good recycling system in Mississippi. And so this system allows people to have containers and there's a picture I believe that we, that we sent you guys of it, um, but they can come and actually, yeah, there it is right there. Come and fill up their containers and get filtered water and then bring them back to their house and just keep coming back. So there'll be regularly scheduled hours that they can go to the Jackson Fire Department. And there's also a small town called Mount Bayou, Mississippi. That's a very poor area in Mississippi um, that we're going to be providing a water box that had, they have a lot of problems with their water. The, these are kind of expensive. and I, We don't yeah. normally do too much about telling people, but I don't, we, isn't it, aren't we investing a hundred thousand? We're investing a hundred thousand dollars in three boxes. Yes. Okay. Okay, so that's huge investment. And uh, that includes now not only does that include the water box, but the, the place that's hosting it, um, like the, the city or the fire department, we, the, the water bills are covered. Any increase in their water bills are going to be covered for an entire year. All the containers are covered, all the training, all the filtration systems, everything is wow. covered. The water testing, the water testing, regularly testing. So it's something that we could do as a stopgap measure until they do, you know, as Lori mentioned, yeah. million dollars. They have, I've actually heard a billion dollars to fix the water system here. Really? Yeah, a billion with a B. And so uh, it's it's a big deal. But, you know, I was I was shocked. You know, by the way, Elijah Streams has done 53 wells in Uganda. So wow. 53. And over a thousand salvations. Yeah. It's over a thousand now? A that thousand. is that's incredible. Churches being planted, lands being given to to uh, churches to plant because of this water. It, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. But I didn't realize, you know, I knew there was a problem in Uganda. I didn't realize there was a problem here. No, and I mean, is, yeah, we don't think of that. Well, when we've been uh, examining you and us, you guys and us guys, we've been, you know, by trying to get some, because the Lord's spoken to us about Native Americans and, and their needs are huge, but they tend to be spread out. So it's hard to put a central... Right. Well, in one spot because they're mile. Some of them live miles away in a massive reservation. Um, plus, they you if you don't drill really deep, which is really expensive, you're going to get what arsenic and things like that in the water. Right. Yeah, there's there's some of the wells there. There we've gotten quotes for over a million dollars for one water well, and then you're not even completely sure it's going to be clean water. And so it's a there's a lot more to that than just going into a reservation and drilling. It also takes about five years, from what I understand for the wow. entire permit process to get approved. So it's Crazy. very challenging. We are working on a few projects we could talk about later, but we do have a few uh, projects with Native Americans that we're working on um, that we believe we'll be able to, to be doing pretty soon. So. And on the, because uh, I'm, I'm looking at the note, we're waiting for Kat to arrive. So we've got a couple of minutes. They'll tell me when she arrives. But uh, on those water boxes, did you say how many those will serve or, to, do, or tend to serve? Well, well, it, we don't know for sure, but a lot of people, I mean, there's okay. still lines of cars everywhere that there's water distribution centers, even still today, there's lines of people waiting. And that's okay. just with the government's, the government assigned spots. There's also many churches and nonprofits that are also doing it. And so it, even the other day we were driving into town and we looked over and there was a, 
a church or some organization that was providing clean water, and it was lines of cars. People That's were waiting. Crazy. People were waiting two and three hours in line to really? get two cases. Water. Wow. And that scripture that I quoted a lot, I, I can't even remember the exact quote. I've got it on a piece of paper, but I can't reach it. But this is where Jesus says, Jesus said, if you even give so much as a cup of cold water, one cup to one of these, you'll not re, um, lose, lose your, your reward. reward. Does that apply to the water boxes and the water bottles? Absolutely. Why? I mean, you're definitely. providing clean water, you definitely. know? So it's definitely, there's a lot of rewards that will not be lost. And there's a lot of people that you'll meet in heaven one day that'll be like, thank you for contributing to my clean water. And you may be like, what did I do? Well, you sowed into Elijah's Streams Ministries and they provided a water box in Jackson, Mississippi. And I was able to provide clean water for my kids and for my family. And I was able to flush my toilets and just the basic stuff. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely making a huge impact on people and just the heart behind it. That's the other thing. It's like, there's the practical aspect of the water, but People are constantly asking me, why would an organization all the way in Oregon care about exactly. us? Right. And that's even more powerful sometimes than I think the physical water, just to know that Somebody there's people cares. out there that cares, you know? And totally. so it was great that we were positioned here in this in this state to be able to help quickly. Yeah, and one of the things we've all learned is that, you know, when we when you agreed to come, Chris, you're you're still doing the Uganda project. That's your project with Show Mercy, but then you're working with us full time as well. As as those how those work out, you can work at two places full time, believe it or not. But uh, we didn't. I think my uh, simplistic thinking was, we'll come here, we'll we'll start identifying the projects, and we'll start drilling wells immediately. And that was a that was a, an amazing. Um, learning process for me because I thought, well, as long as we're willing to pay, the projects will present themselves and we won't have to work for it. But that wasn't true. So um, by the way, they're telling me that Kat is here now. So we're going to go in a second, but I, I want to thank you guys and honor you guys. If we, you know, we go way back. Our, our daughter used to babysit your daughters and now one's married and one's about to be married. So um, that's amazing. We, you guys, we've been at this for what? Was it 20 years we've known you or? 20 years, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. But, you know, I'm going to speak on behalf of you guys. I, I know your lives. I know your commitment. I know your walk with the Lord. And and uh, I'm just very proud of you. And, Lori, what a great story with the mayor. Are you yeah. kidding? I mean, you said, i got to end with this, but you said, Lord, if you want me to give them word, you're going to have to sit me down with them. You put your ticket in, and it gives you, it suddenly changes your seat. To the one next to me. Well, that's no, the other thing I didn't say, his seat got changed too. Yeah. Oh, really? After, did, after I told him, he said, okay, I have to be honest with you. When he pulled out, he said, my seat got changed as well. Oh, man. So he knew that he, he knew. knew when I told him. And so it's so fun how God, I mean, the, the, the devastation and the hardship that's going on right now is terrible. But it's so crazy. God is so good to just little bitty things set you up at the right place at the right I time. I so love that. To be able to help. So I so love that. You know, we're told to go out in the highways and byways to compel them to come in, and that's where you know that's literally the highways and byways. And another another part of that says, and along the hedges. Well, what is the hedges? Those are where your neighbors next door are looking over the hedges, going, "What's with these people?" Yeah. Go along the hedges and compel them to come in. So I. I wrote an article about that one day. I said, have you gone compelling lately? You know, so uh, you go, we need to go out and compel them to come. Make it feel compelling to come and check out the, the kingdom of God. So God bless you guys. Thank you. We love you so much. Thank and you, we're going to go ahead and put our, we'll see you all later. And let's go ahead All with right. Kat, Kat and Steve. Here we go.
And good morning. How are you, Kat? I'm doing great. I had a little bit of time to recover from those, that women's conference was so powerful up in the mountains. Oh my goodness. And and then I did two meetings also for, um, uh, what is it called? <laughs> uh, Gateway, on Gateway on Mount Zion. Oh my goodness. You know, they had a fire in their sanctuary, their church, but they've had a big tent and people are coming everywhere anyway. But God said he's pushing them into the, into the new right now. He's pushing wow. them out there. And they've had so many things and miraculous things happen. Uh, it didn't stop them. Never slow, yeah. they never slow down. David and Dee Dee Thompson. If you're ever in Golden, Colorado, make sure you stop by and see them a mile high in the sky. They were they were just really powerful, really awesome meetings. That's amazing. That's amazing. You so you were in Denver then? No, we flew into Denver and we went okay. to Denver and we went to uh, Copper Mountain, which is a, a big resort. They were having their women's conference there, and that's really up high, people. But what a beautiful place it was. And I'll just have to say this, two thumbs up for Jen. She did. <laughs> no, she was so funny. And we needed that. My daughter Kim was Thursday night and she was so right on. Really blessed all the women and then and loved on all. She's a, she's amazing, my daughter, even though she's my wow, daughter. She's I've never seen your daughter. I have to find a YouTube of her or something. I've never seen your daughter or heard her speak. And uh, Kim has a lot of revelation about raising children to be powerful uh, children of God, not Amazing. wait till they're older. And I'm telling you, their kids are really, really uh, uh, operating the gifts and everything. They're very young. So she had a lot of really uh, good things and tips to give to the women. But she also operates very powerfully in, in intercession and stuff like that. So she was Thursday night. I was Friday night. It was really, of course, it was always powerful. God showed up and it was life changing for the women. And then, of course, Jen was Saturday morning. Really, Jen spoke. <laughs> Jen spoke. Blew All right. Ball. Let me tell you, she she just blew him away. And it's really very funny. She gives a single person's eye view of married life <laughs> from living with us for so long. And you know, we have seven brothers, right? So she, we have a lot of family. So she's got a lot of um, revelation. Also, very funny things that happen uh, throughout her lifetime living with different <laughs> ones of us, but. Also, her own testimony is amazing. So, but she was funny. And it, what was it called, Jen? I'm going to ask her again. What was the name of the? She named not only named her um, her program she had, but she made a T-shirt for it and had her own little logo on it because she loves coffee. It said "Coffee and Comedy with Jen." This was the oh, look at that. She wore, she wore that T-shirt. <laughs> All right. I can tell you, it was hilarious. So we now I gotta see that video it. too. You guys have to send me a link where I can yeah. watch Jen and I can watch your daughter. I'd love to see both of those. Oh yeah, it was really awesome. And and then of course the meetings. We had people come from around the world to the one um, that was at their church on Mount Zion. It was amazing. It was so great. so good. Well, Kat, let's see. Let me jump and throw it to you. And anything that's on your heart to share right now before we get into questions about heaven and. When people ask other questions, they're, sometimes they're not about heaven, but they're almost all very, very, very interesting. So, uh, so what? anything on your heart to share this morning before we get into that? I can just say that that um, Sunday morning, this last Sunday morning, I did Spirit Force in a way never done before. Really, it's so, um, so complete, powerful. 
that you leave that you left that meeting knowing exactly who you were in Christ. Wow. Uh, what your whole salvation experience looked like in the spirit realm. What are our weapons that we get as the army of God that the Bible clearly says we are in the army of God. And it was just really empowering and very, very <laughs> kind of intense, but it was amazing. And so I will thoroughly enjoy doing all my spirit force meetings. We'll be doing some more online, but I believe they, this, I believe if you go back, you may be able to watch this one. Yeah. Uh, that was this last Sunday. And, um, uh, is it G O M Z? I think is G O M Z is their website. Dot org. G O M Z. Dot org. Dot org. Or, or you can go on Gateway on Mount Zion's Facebook page. Or Gateway on Mount Zion's Facebook page. Now, Kat, I got to ask you a question. Well, anything else? Because I have a question to launch our other questions, but, um, and it's kind of a, a blended question. So let me ask it to you this way. Um, we get from time to time people say, well, cat must have lots of new and exciting experiences. I think you probably, when you go there must, you must be a little bit surprised each time with something he shows you that you hadn't seen before. And has there been anything recently that you think, well, I'd like to tell people about that when I was caught up. There are things, but first I would like, of course, to mention Queen Elizabeth. Okay. And, and because there's a lot of, of course, buzz going on about that, you know, and I think it probably bothers me personally a little bit that everybody automatically thinks people went to hell. I don't know why. Um, you know, Christ is for us. He's not against us. And she clearly, and I just have to say, Queen Elizabeth is in heaven, people. She is there. And God is giving her rewards because she's had one of the longest running um I can't even remember what you think. Right. She's just that allowed God in that country okay and and talked all the time about jesus christ on every special uh holiday they had she always mentioned him every single time she had uh like a message to give to her kingdom and the people of uh england and and the surrounding countries there it was always positive and she didn't just be positive herself she always talked about god she talked about jesus christ he totally was allowed. And because when, when you are the head of something and you allow Jesus Christ as a monarch to come into that country, there is no way she's not going to escape being greatly rewarded for her, for the longevity of her, of her monarchy and how much she loved Jesus Christ. So people, Queen Elizabeth is in heaven there. That's the most important thing I could say today. Okay. So much controversy was going on. You know, there's always so many things made up about stuff. Yeah. And she didn't have enemies against her because they didn't like it that she didn't want evil and she didn't want to let certain things to happen in that country. So there you are, straight from the throne room, people. Queen Elizabeth made it to heaven. Really good. Can you can you elaborate on what you said a minute ago? You said I don't. I don't know why people always think people are going to hell. Now, you you are one that also believes some people go to hell. I know that. Oh, yeah, so they do. Can you elaborate on that? So is it that uh, you absolutely know many go to hell, but is it that more people go to heaven than most of us think? Or what, I how think would you... probably more people go to heaven now than ever before. Okay. And it is because of the availability of the word, uh, you know, of the message about the 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 kingdom christ in the kingdom he talked about that we rule in with him there's so much revelation out there right now there's almost kind of no excuse if you have a computer have any access to a computer 
people by the millions are looking at people's sites that talk about Jesus a lot. Uh, even if they don't talk about heaven, they want to know about him. That's good. And so I think now more because back way back in those days, like in the day of Jesus, they, of course, didn't have the Internet. They didn't have television. They didn't even have radio. That's why he walked over. He traveled so much himself to share the kingdom. But the news about him still to this day is going around the world. And those there are many, many, many more millions of believers now than ever before in the world and ministries and places for help that there certainly would be more um, more people going to heaven now than ever before. And yes, people do go to hell. They're wicked. They're evil. They hate everything. Uh, their soul is so corrupted and they don't want to repent for things. You know, that's their choice. Yeah. As the father has shared with me before, he doesn't keep people out of heaven and he doesn't send them to hell. Because people are always saying, you know, uh, a loving father wouldn't send people to hell. He doesn't. He gave everything he had to make a way for you to come to heaven. So that's where his love is. He loves us so much. He loves the people in the world. He even desires that the vile sinner be free. Free from what? Sin. Yeah. <laughs> Sin and have his son so they could come to heaven. He's just not going to allow heaven to be like the earth. He's just not going to do it. He's not willing to pollute heaven, defile heaven by people who bring that with them because they carry it and that's how they live. So the father actually said, tell them it's just the, just the opposite. A loving father would make a way for them to come to heaven. And he clearly did that. And so are, by that, you mean he didn't send people to hell? By that, do you mean they choose hell themselves? That's right. That's what that's he said. What they saying. choose to go there. They make up their own choice and their own will. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, I make myself known to everyone. Yeah. So in their soul, in some way, he says he makes himself known. That means you'll have an opportunity, a choice sometime in your life where he will impress upon you to know him. And the scripture is never wrong. And I've had a lot of people say, I wasn't even thinking about something and sitting where just contemplating all of a sudden the thoughts started pouring into me that I needed to know Jesus Christ. Wow. And then the love of God would sweep over these people and they would just be convicted. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Now, back to the show. And then they would want to know him, then they would receive him. So that's how far he goes Yeah. to make sure that they know there is a loving God. Yeah. And this whole thing that we're living in and around this world, it didn't happen in a big bang, people. And there's many scientists that know that there was creation. Creation did happen. And it's even the evidence of even over the ages is very clear, even in the foundation of our earth and the way it was made. So I know you evolutionists, you, you would like to think yourself, uh, you get to choose everything, including where you're going to end up in some wonderful place. There's yeah. only two choices. There's either Jesus Christ in heaven or you choose Satan, who is the Lord of the flies, and you will be in hell, not just hell forever. You'll be in the lake of fire forever. Wow. So I want to encourage people, seek in your own soul. What would keep you from wanting to know him? What would keep you from wanting to receive all that, that God has for you in heaven and that Christ died for you? Do you have, there's that scripture, and I'm sorry, part, sorry that I don't have the reference to it, but it says, uh, it's, it's a new covenant scripture. It says, this is the covenant I'll make with them after that time. Uh, and there, it goes on, it, sorry that I don't have it in front of me, but it says, no more will a man say to his neighbor, 
know the Lord for the or, or his brother know the Lord for they'll all know me from the least to the greatest. What is that scripture referring to? If you know, I'm pretty sure that it's referring to the times because he's he's talking about a time there'll be a time that's yeah, that happened. Right. We're entering into that time right now because what he is about to do. And there's a lot of people who don't like me talking about, they don't like Hank, Robin, Johnny. They don't like, there's people who don't like, they think we're rocking the boat. No, we're trying to get you in the boat, people. Yeah. <laughs> so good. that you don't that's die good. a horrible, a horrible death and then yeah. throughout eternity. No, we're going to say the truth. Prophets, a true prophet of God will always, always speak the words of revelation from the Father, from Jesus, from Holy Spirit. And the truth is, is what makes you free. Not all these other things that are lies that are deceptions. They don't make you free. They control you. They keep you trapped. And so you need to know the truth so that you will be free. And there is a way to be free from evil, from, from wickedness, from hell, from Satan ruling over your life, getting caught up in witchcraft or other wow. things. You don't want to live your life like that because this is a very short life. But the way you live this life will determine where you end up. And there's two places, a bend a boat. Yeah, you do not want to go to hell. When I started getting to know you, Kat, and I've said this on the air once or twice before with you, I don't know if you'll remember this, but it's been probably a year. But I was raised with the fear that at my least little stumble, I would not go to heaven. Now, my tradition taught that you don't, there's not an eternal hell, you just burn up, and that's it. But I was afraid to just burn up, and that's it. I wanted to go to heaven. But I felt like I was taught that it would be really easy to be deceived. And now I'm on the other side of that. It's on the flip side of that where it's almost like, this is just my language, not biblical language. It's almost like God's looking for loopholes to get you saved. That's how it feels like. He's going, if I don't get him saved this way, I'll get him saved that way. And, you know, there's that scripture. I think it's Romans 10, 9. Whoever believes in his heart and confesses with his mouth that Jesus is Lord and, and believes that God raised him from the dead, from the dead will be saved. So there are people in various stages of maturity or immaturity who we might not even say, God, you know, if they died, they, we probably would say they, they didn't make it. But if if a person in the privacy of their bedroom says, you know what, I think I do believe that. I think I do. And for the first time, he says it in his heart and says it with his mouth. And then he dies right after that. He's, he's going to heaven. Yes, he is. He really is. He certainly is going to go to heaven. And yes, they're always watching from heaven. And let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is so busy on this earth. The Holy Spirit leads people. Uh, he impresses people. He's uh, Even these people who are not believers, he's still going around there seek, seeking for those who might know Christ or want to know Christ. Um, they they have so many angels and of members of the host, the army of heaven, whose very uh, assignment is to lead people to the place where they can hear the truth, know the truth, or even have them meet individuals who know answers that they need to know so they can get born again. And absolutely, yes, if the father said he desires, that's a strong word. He desires yeah. the vilest, most evil sinner, wow. be set free, be saved. Because his son paid a price for everybody, but they do have to choose. And it doesn't matter if it's in your last breath. If you did it as a child and you received Christ sincerely, and, and, and I tell you, I remember when I got born again at age four, that never left me. I knew that I knew that I knew I was going to heaven at age four. I knew Jesus Christ. Wow. 
And so even children very young can fully give themselves to Christ. And they're raised in an atmosphere that's so, so bad. You know, God will watch over them. It's yeah, not that like was everyone me. was. Hmm? That, that was me. I mean, I was yeah. raised. I gave my heart to the Lord very early. I was baptized in that almost cult setting. But I yeah. knew I'd I'd received Jesus Christ. I knew about his death on the cross. I accepted yeah. that, even though there's. And then I lived a significant portion of my life after that in all kinds of drudgery. Well, I don't want, and, you know, molestations and all of that. So you were talking about if somebody, look, I don't know how far to push this question, but I mean, if there's a current person who's a pedophile and that's, they're in this horrible sin, cat. And then they die. But if you look back on that person's life when they were a child and they said, Jesus, I want you. Does the Lord remember that or did they throw that away in the meantime? What I can't you... say he throws it away. I know that that stuff would not be allowed in heaven at all. Right. And even if it was, like I said before, even at near the death of a person, yeah. let's say they haven't died, but they're close to that. Even if they're unconscious, the Holy Spirit can speak to those people. Wow. Uh, and that does happen because it, we've had people not die, but came so close to death that people thought for sure they would never survive. And they came out of that coma or whatever that was and said that they were that they saw Jesus Christ. I mean, there's testimonies everywhere of that happened. I know like Ian, you know, I always go back to Ian, who's the one. I think he was a surfer. And yeah, something like that. Ian, I can't remember. He got by jellyfish. And I'm telling you what, Jesus pursued him through that whole time until i think he flatlined he was in the morgue in the morgue of the hospital i think and jesus presented himself caught him up presenting himself and said your mother has never stopped praying for yourself wow. and jesus moved his hand in this person who had he, he died and he saw his mother praying and crying out to god do not let and she didn't know that he had died people she didn't even know that he was in that situation but this was her nightly thing that she would pray, God, don't let my son go to hell. Please reach out to him. I, I'm, I'm declaring that he will be in heaven eternity with me. And he'll have an opportunity to, to know you and, and, uh, and, and hear from you. And so because of her prayers, she was a very godly woman. He wouldn't let those prayers fall to the ground. So when he flatlined and was actually falling into hell. That's I crazy. I mean, this is his testimony, falling into hell. Uh, you have to remember that Christ has the keys to hell, death, and the grave. Those are time frames from the time you are dying until you are dead. And at any of those times, if there was somebody like Ian's mother who was faithful to him, who loved him, who served Christ, and would cry out uh, on his behalf every night, it says that if you believe in your heart and don't let your words drop down, she will not let them be wasted. He'll answer that. And so that this was this was his answer to Ian's mother's prayers. And here is this this guy who was actually died flatline. He was in the morgue, had a tag on his toe. And Jesus said, because of your mother and her belief in me, her trust and promise in me, because of her own declarations, I have to I have to take her words and give you an opportunity. Do you want me now? And this person caught up in the spirit somewhere, not actually in in heaven this was outside of heaven but it was still up in the spirit realm and he said um do you want me now and this guy began to weep and weep and say i'm not worthy of you i i don't deserve this you know i was wicked and jesus kept saying yes but your mother wow. i can't let her words fall to the ground my word gives a promise and so he said 
Well, then he said, of course, yes, I will receive. He, he really, then he really started crying. Wow. And I think Christ reached out and touched him. He said, life like he never felt before. Because he remember he said he received Christ. Yeah. Life flowed into his body. And he was so on fire uh, for Christ. And he, he was totally changed in that moment. Amazing. And Jesus said, now, do you want to go with me? And he moved and he could see heaven behind Christ. And his hunger was so great for that. He said, do you want to go with me now or do you want to go back? And Ian was really struggling. He says, you know, I want to come so much. But if I went now, my mother would not know I went to heaven. So please send me back. Christ sent him back. He came back into his body, the dead body in the morgue. With the <laughs> people looking over him about to do an aut autopsy. And, and the guy freaked out. The, the doctor freaked out. And he goes, why are you alive? <laughs> he sits up totally whole like he never died he goes i have to find my mother and the guy goes don't you go anywhere and so this doctor runs out ian runs down the hall <laughs> because you know he had his wrappings on or whatever and he finds an outfit i think it was some a nurse, some kind of outfit you know uh like a doctor's assistant or something like that he puts it on runs out of the hospital and goes to his mother and she was so undone what christ had done because of her prayers and Ian goes all over the world right now and actually gives this personal testimony. These are, those are the very words he, he spoke. And because of his uh, because of his mother and what she believed and stood for him, and that uh, he had been angry also. One of the other things about Ian is he got really angry about somebody. Didn't want to forgive them either. So Christ said, you have to forgive that person. So he did forgive that person. And this is when he was in his spirit body. So don't ever think that Christ can't do something. If you're standing for your, for your family's salvation, I know the very first time I was caught up to heaven and Christ, when he was bringing me back, said, please tell everybody, never stop praying for their loved one's salvation because I will be listening. That's and so he, huge. He, wearing, he actually had the keys. He was wearing the keys right then. And he showed me these keys. He said, these keys don't hang on a hook in heaven. He said, uh, when you die, there's a judgment that comes. It says, can can you be taken to heaven or not taken to heaven? And he has opportunity if there are people standing in, in agreement or they're, they're, they're de declaring that their family members are those who they call family members, people who they love like family, yeah. too, um, that they will not miss heaven. Then Christ has the right because of our declaration our what we're standing for what we're believing for and then he has the right to use those keys and i've i've since i was shown that i've heard so many testimonies just come in saying you know i was one of those people i died or right at my death christ appeared to me and asked if i wanted him and so it is true that really does happen can i ask you a question I, about the non-loved ones they're the, but they're people who um for instance Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. As far as anyone that I know knows, she never received the Lord and was totally pro-abortion. But a lot of people I'm aware of have prayed, had prayed for her for years and years and years. What can you say about that sort of thing? Does God say, look, all these people have been praying for you. I have to give you one more chance. That kind of thing. I haven't seen her in heaven. That doesn't mean she's not. Okay. And I understand what you're talking about. There are groups actually that, um, that Christ or Holy Spirit encourage people to start these groups. 
there is a group of believers, very strong intercessors who really know Christ and have prayed in different moves of God and everything. They have a list of celebrities in Hollywood, probably close to 50 years. Wow. Without without fail have prayed for every one of these people. And I did see some of those people because I, I met someone who was a part of that group and I was, I was just overwhelmed at their their fierceness to have these people have Christ have opportunities to receive Christ. They were they actually stood. There's something about standing in the gap. Yeah, I think that's another thing also that allows them to use. If there's someone standing in the gap, especially if it's a prayer of agreement, especially if it's a group, and that's what they do, and have focused themselves to do that, then those people will be given an opportunity also. That's so good it's, that you said that because last night, okay, Kat, you didn't know that I, was, I had this experience, but last night I'm praying alone. Either that or early this morning. One of those two kind of runs together. But I started, that scripture came to me where Jesus said, so I looked for a man to stand in the gap so that I would not have to bring judgment. I don't have that one memorized either. But I said, Lord, you only needed one man or one woman to stand in the gap. And at that point he said, "So, but I found none. So then I swore by myself. So he, there are major issues in people's lives where all God needs is one person to stand in the gap. Yes. Is that true? It is true. It is very true. But because there's there's different re- there's different things that make it possible yeah. for him to use those keys. Yeah. And even before the, the keys and all that other stuff came up, even before all that happened, we know in the Bible how many were just one that prayed for whole cities to be saved. You know, when that and uh uh, and I do know that that happened also. And yeah, and God had mercy on people because that one person stand and stood in the gap and said, please wow. don't kill them. Please allow them to live for the purpose of having an opportunity. He did it back in the Old Testament. And that's before Christ came. And God, God himself had mercy on people. So now with Christ and his sacrifices made, and I am certainly not in any way saying everyone's going to be in heaven that is not going to happen right that's right i don't hear you say it because i've clarified that will be in heaven that would not have been there except that he had the chance to use his keys and i'm telling you i've saw hell and i don't talk about it a lot because in these days i mean he doesn't want me to talk a lot about that he wants me to encourage people get people empowered to know who they are in christ because some people they don't even have a clue what they carry in their self as a believer and what god has given them as a believer and I think that meeting I did, a Spirit Force, this last Sunday, absolutely tells you what it means to be a believer. It's very, very powerful. I wasn't expecting to say all that that I said. I thought we'd have maybe a 30, 40-minute meeting, and it was far beyond that. But people were weeping in the in the in the conversation. They were they were laughing. They were weeping. They were so empowered and found out things they never knew about their self being a believer. But if you're going to be operating in Spirit Force, you have to know what is that. What is that spirit force? What does it mean? Uh, what what does it give us to be able to do for Christ and with Christ? I mean, you have to know who you are first before you can even start. I mean, if you're in the military, let's just say the military, because we are in God's army. I'm not talking about heaven's army at all, the host. Uh, they were made for that purpose. But ourselves as a believer, we do have promises that Christ gave us about who we are and the authority we have, the dominion we have, and, and the, that we had power over the enemy. So many scriptures, and those people got a lot of those scriptures. 
And so, but it was very powerful that for the first time they knew who they were in Christ and they had no fear about anything. They knew they had authority, how to use that authority. That's good. And it was an amazing meeting. So it matters that you make a difference in this world by, by sharing things with people, by loving people, caring about people. And yet you cannot partake of the darkness if right. you can speak to people. And it's not really a wise decision to have a very close friend who is wicked and evil, you will not win them just because you're their friend. And most of the time, the opposite thing happens. It really does. It just has this way it is that if you're not a strong believer yourself and you say, well, I'm going to keep this friend. I'll keep talking to them about Christ. I'm not saying don't do that, but I'm saying as your best friend, it is wise to have someone as a believer That's who can partner with you in prayer maybe go out with you to, to witness and stuff like that. Well, that's that whole scripture about don't be unequally yoked, right? It can, it right. can apply to marriages. It can apply to friendships. Friendship, it can apply really, to business. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good cat. Awesome. You know, and I, the whole thing that, that Ian guy, that story, we've talked about it before several times. It never gets old to me because God is by that testimony. God himself, of course, knew this was going to be a worldwide testimony at the moment he was doing it. He knew that yeah, because why he did, did he want that as a testimony? Because he wanted praying mothers and sons and daughters and sisters and brothers to know you can stand for a person. And he will absolutely he had the keys of hell, death in the grave. You said he had him in his hand. Yeah. And, and you can say to the Lord. I mean, I with that, I might say if I had a loved one that I, as far as I knew had never received Christ and now he's in a coma and dying, I would say. Jesus, you have the keys to the hell, death, and the grave. I'm standing for this. I'm believing you. I'm trusting you for this person's salvation. They didn't want it with their life, but trust me, in my heart, I know they want it now. You know, I guess I'd pray along that line, right? Anything else you would decree I at that moment? that would be a perfect thing to say to Christ. He waits for words like that to be spoken. He really waits for people to say things like that. And, uh, you know, you know, you have friends, you have family. We, we jokingly used to call them the black sheep. I don't know if people still do that. Yeah, you know, they, I was. That talks that about was... being involved in darkness and stuff. Yeah. And it's hard to be around them, but you love them. Yeah. That's the best thing you can do is just stand in the gap and even say, you need to, I would say that, say, Father, Jesus, I'm standing in the gap for this family member. This is their name. That I don't want to see them go to hell. I want them to see, uh, to receive Jesus Christ. Please and thank you for making that possible. Uh, before they pass and go go to hell, you know, make sure that they get to do that. Yeah. And they actually write that down. They'll write it down and they're going to go after that person. I'm telling you, they'll go after him while they're living. And even at their very death, uh, at that time when he can use the keys, he uses the keys almost at the point of death or right past death. People go, well, that's not possible. Well, you're not God. Yeah. And you can make, it. And you <laughs> can mean, make that point either. So don't say that you know things when you don't know anything about that's it. That's good. I mean, so he wouldn't have. The scriptures that stand, stand with that, that practice to love people, to pray for them, and that you wouldn't want to see them go to hell. And yes, he will, because your words allow him to use those keys. That's, and that so is, good. that's why Satan, Satan had them so nobody could use them. And I'm not making that up either. Satan had those keys. And there was a time back then when he would just go take anybody out he wanted to. You need to, you need to hear both sides of those keys. Why did Christ take them? Why did he take them back? Why did he take them away from him? Because uh, those, were, they, those were made for a certain specific reason to have. But there's authority in those keys. And, but to get those keys back, he had to die as a righteous person. This had to happen. 
so that he would go into hell and he would be blameless. He would be righteous. They gave him every authority to take those keys away from Satan who had no right for them. But Satan takes advantage of anything he can do. He'll lie to you if he can, deceive you if he can. He'll do anything he can to you and get away with it for a long time. But in these days, people are getting more and more aware. I'm not having a part of that. I'm not participating in that evil or that wickedness. I'm having no part of it. I serve Jesus Christ and I serve him alone. Um, the enemy doesn't want to hear words like that coming from you. But he really doesn't like it that he lost those keys. And he can in no way interfere with Christ using them. I just have to point out to you, those keys are real. And they do give Christ the ability to go even at the moment of death or as someone is falling into hell or they're being buried. Yeah, I, I mean, what, I what that's, real. that story <laughs> indicates, because, you know, uh, I was drilled into, was drilled into me as a kid. It's appointed unto men once to die and after that the judgment. So they would say, this is not possible. I can hear Ian say, yeah, we'll take that up with God because because <laughs> they would say at the moment of death, that's it. The scripture says this point of man, uh, uh, you know, wants to die and after that judgment. Well, the death the process. Is, can Christ use the keys, people? <laughs> that's good. That's really good. The great yeah. white stone judgment. I can even tell them if they would read the Bible. There's ju two judgments mentioned. Okay, this is yeah. like at, at the end of so at the end of someone's life. Yeah, they die. Okay, they die. There's a great white throne judgment. That's for the wicked and the dead in hell, okay. and they're all taken out of hell at one time. One time is going to be no more. They'll all be taken out of hell, and they'll stand in this long line before the Father's throne. The Father's throne, and. Uh, and that is that at that time is to let you clearly see these are all of your sins. This is why you're not allowed into heaven. He's actually going to show you all that. And then you'll be thrown into the lake of fire at that time. Okay. So that's at the end of time. That's that judgment. That's at the yeah. very end of time. There's another one called the, the uh, judgment seat of Christ. That's not about sins. Okay. That's not about your sin. You're in heaven. You've been living in heaven. But time is coming almost to an end when we won't need time anymore. We'll still exist yeah. and we'll always be with Christ. But it does say in the Bible, you'll be judged for every wasteful word. Okay. This is in heaven, in heaven, towards the end of this time when before the new earth is made, this will happen. But the other thing that you will be judged for, the judgment seat of Christ is, did you ever accomplish what he asked you to do? Like if he called you, now this is an actual calling. Okay. And you totally ignored, and you knew in your heart you were supposed to be a certain something. It could be any good to be a builder, and you decided to be a pastor, but that's not what you were called to do. Or you were, uh, you were, you were a builder. You chose that over being a pastor. That's what you'll be judged for. Did you do what Christ asked you? What you? And how does that judge? When you say judge again, the old me would have said, if I'm going to enter into that kind of judgment, and God's going to judge me. It sounds like, okay, now I'm going to not be saved anymore. But that's not what you're saying. No, no, Don't I'm cut. not saying that. The so, judgment yeah. seat of Christ are for believers yeah. who are in heaven. Right. That doesn't take away your so salvation. What, so what is a judgment? Do I get, okay, I'm just going to be silly about it. I'll do I get demerits? Do I, did they take the one of the Bible? rooms off my mansion? What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, not, that's not what that's about. Okay. People. Rewards are given. For okay. what you do in your life, 
Like if you just help people and love people, you're getting rewarded for it. If you give them kind words, if you give them something to eat, if you give them money to have food, those are some of the greatest things you can do. And you'll get a great reward for that. I know you're not doing it for that reason. I mean, I've done it my whole life. My dad taught yeah. us to do that. And I never once thought, wow, I'll get a great reward. I thought, I'm so happy that I fed someone who was mm -hmm. hungry. I helped to feed their family. To me, it's one of the greatest blessings I can do for the Lord. But then there's people who continually decide in their flesh. In other words, this is your own opinion or this is what you want. And yet there's something very much so that Christ needs you to do. And you know this, you know what, you know, you know that you were called to do something. No, this is going to be much easier over here. I'm going to choose this. I'll choose this. This is what happens. Okay. You don't get any reward. This is about rewards. Okay. You won't get any reward for the thing you chose. You're not going to get any. And it says in the Bible, you will see before yourself them burnt up, the reward. And and oh, wow. I clearly know, I know that I know that I know, I was called to be a photographer. That's my gift. That's the thing he put in me. That's my passion to do. I've known it my whole life. That thing gives me the greatest blessing, and I'm excellent at it. I mean, my photographs are beyond imagination, even in this natural realm. And I don't use one of those... Um, cameras that do everything for you i have the kind where you adjust every single thing on that camera wow. you create that photograph and from the time i was a little girl i would make little boxes into cameras and my mama finally gave me her brownie camera <laughs> i was beyond excited you know we didn't have the money back then to get things like that but so that my whole passion my whole life was to be a photographer and i didn't make money off of it i did it for free for, i did i did like weddings i did all kinds yeah. of things and i i it's my passion yeah. that gift I use all the time. That is one of the biggest blessings. Number one, the gift he made you, whether it's the best baker or the best builder or the best uh, singer or whatever it is, that thing he put in you, he sent us as gifts. Every good and perfect gift, what comes down from the Father of light. light. That was us. That's him sending us to this earth for that purpose. Because when you go to heaven, you're going to use that very gift he made yeah. you to be in heaven. So that's that's one thing, okay? But a call on your life that he has for you, and you know that call. And someone even goes, I feel like that you're supposed to, you know, and sometimes it is in the fivefold ministry. Sometimes it's not, it, it not necessarily in the actual ministry, but it's something to do with that. And God wants you to do that. And you know yourself, and he's told you several times, that's way too hard. I just think it's going to take too much. And there's people that say that. Not that they don't love Christ, they just think their way is better. In other words, they want his will their way, not his will his way. And so there will be people who, who fear, and that this is the thing at the end of the Bible, in the book of Revelations, it talks about the judgment seat of Christ. And it says he will wipe away all tears. That's good. There you go, people. Yeah. You will yeah. cry. <laughs> if you did not take the call he gave you that he really needed you to do on the earth, he won't take away your mansion. He won't take your, your place out of heaven. He won't take, he won't do that. But it clearly says, and it calls it the judgment seat of Christ. And Christ will make that decision. He'll show you, and he will show you, these are the believers, okay? That this is what I called you to do. You knew you heard me. You, you knew I really need you to do that. And yet you said, no, I'm going to do this instead. And you said, no, I'm going to do this instead. You won't, you won't lose your place in eternity. You won't, that's not what he's talking about. But the rewards you would have gotten for doing what he called you to do would have been so much greater than what you chose to do. And you may have helped people, and that was nice and wonderful. 
but that wasn't what he called you to do, then the gifts that you would have gotten, but you can't you can't get them now because you didn't fulfill this other thing. And you've said in the past many times, and it's hard for in our flesh, it's certainly hard for me to yeah. see God, let's say that I went there and there were certain rewards that he showed me I'm not gonna get. I it seems like as much as I was so grateful that I'm still in heaven and he's not it seems like I would have regret. And yet you said there's no regret in heaven. So I don't know. Like, like I said, those aren't sins. Thanks for listening. The Elijah streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner. Go to ElijahStreams.com and click the donate today button. People would have regrets for their sins. They made. these are not about sins, people. This is all about a reward. Okay. And you can think of it this way. You worked for a business. Oh, heaven's not a business. It's the best way to describe to people. If you worked in a business and you were hired to do a specific job and you yourself decided in your own self, and this is like, let's say this is a huge company, a corporation, yeah. you hired a significant job to be over something that was so important for the whole company. And you go, you know what? I just, I don't think I like that. I'll do that later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And you never do it. You actually do other things within the company that makes you look busy and stuff. Do you think the person who owns that company, they won't fire you necessarily, but do you think they're going to be happy with you if these were things that you said, I'm going to do this is what I've been hired for. This I know this is what I was called to do in this company. And you didn't do it. It's sort of the same thing in a a different scale that they couldn't reward you or give you what you would have had had you completed what you were asked to do. And there's a lot of people who do that in business too, because I've been in business a long time, but in heaven, in Christ, he knows your life. He knew you before you were born. He saw you inside the father as your little spirit of life. He knew you then. And he knew things you were going to be asked to do. And he was sending you for a certain specific purpose, but you yourself, that's called deeds done in the flesh. So let's just say that's what this is about. It's about deeds done in the flesh. That means your own mind decided you're a believer and you love Christ, but you decide in your own mind, I have a right to do this instead. You know, I'm happy doing this more than this. That's what I'm talking about. And yeah. you surprised how many people do that. But and, and I'm not saying in every way I was perfect, but probably for the last 50 years. Yeah. I have on purpose focused on what I was asked to do, no matter what it was. If it was even if it was hard, it didn't matter to me. I focused myself. I'm going to please him. I'd rather please him than please myself. Kat, the, when you talked about, of course, you photography, and I can relate to that because I was a photographer. I I was a people photographer, and I did weddings too. So I relate to that. Dream was the nature photographer. Is you know, she had an eye for that that I just don't seem to have. But I could do portraits, you know, to you know, at least back then before some of the more modern ideas came by but that's a very how do i say this that's a very unspiritual unreligious gift are you saying that by that example uh are you indicating that almost all of the gifts are non-spiritual non-religious are there some people whose gift was specifically spiritual how would you define it because that's a very secular gift most all of the gifts yeah, I'm not talking about. We're not talking about anointings, okay? You're talking about okay. anointings, callings, or anointings. I'm, I'm not talking about like you're anointed to preach, yeah, or pray for healing and stuff like that. Uh, that's an assignment you have because there is no fivefold ministry in heaven. That doesn't yeah. even go to heaven. It doesn't go to heaven. 
doesn't mean you won't be rewarded for obeying God for those causes or very important cause the five ministry very important on the earth but the gift I'm talking about is a natural gift he gave you that when you go to heaven you will use that gift to bless everybody that's how heaven operates he made heaven to operate that way he knew that if he gave enough gifts to people like uh, you know you you make great food you design things that people love and can have a good time in or um, it's all kinds of things that you need normally in your life or would enjoy in your natural life. So I'm not talking about any kind of spiritual gift. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about natural gifts, every good and perfect gift. Okay. I could this one, Kat, the one, the one that I, a particular gift that I, a particular gift that I had, I don't know if it's, if it's in this category, but even as a child, as a, as a newspaper route and I would make money, it was a thing with me. I didn't do it for a reward. I didn't even know if I was being noticed. I would give gifts. I'd buy Disneyland tickets. I went into contests and I'd give it. I had a gift of giving and I've always pursued that. Is that any, where is that on that kind of spectrum as far as gifts? I would have to say that absolutely is a gift, Steve, because everybody does not think that way. Okay. And uh, my family was raised that way. Any way you can help, any way you can bless people, you know, we're here to bless people for Christ. Yeah. But that is that is a gift. Um, uh, to me, it's like a, a pleasure to be able to help people, yeah. especially with money. I love to do that, and I I do majorly do that. Yeah. Help individuals, help families, and um, it says it's more blessed to give than receive. And I understand that it is a blessing to give, but that is like a that is sort of like a gift because yeah. not everybody wants to do that. And there's some people who even cause treasure chests oh, in really? the natural treasure chests that you have goods or you have ways to have goods, but you use that to bless people. You don't have to give all your money away, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with having good things. By the way, you need to know that yeah. if you earn in your life and you do and and take in money and well. There's nothing wrong with you having things, okay? God's not against that. He gives you great things in heaven. But don't let them have you or control you. Yeah. I think so where I realized there was something about it. It took me years to ponder that part of my life, even my childhood. Because yeah. I'm thinking the one that keeps coming to mind is the where I earned, worked really hard, won a sales contest, and then gave these Disneyland tickets that were expensive for the day, you know, to my yes. mother's sister-in-law or something. It was in their family. They were so, so poor. I, I completely, utterly forgot about it because I would do that all the time. I would have, and then I would, about the time she was close to death, she said, I'll never forget when Stephen gave me Disneyland tickets. And I go, I did. And then my mother reminded me and I go, oh yeah. So it was like, it was so natural to do it. I, I never even thought about it again. It was very major for them. Yeah. And you touch the heart of some pe of people and and they love that in heaven when anyone does that. It doesn't matter who you are, they love that. And I'm telling you, you're gonna get rewarded for that since we're talking sort of like rewards and rewards yeah. aren't, you don't do things to get the rewards. Right. But I'm just saying, you're, you cannot escape getting them. Yeah. It's the Father's delight to bless you for all that you've done for him on behalf of him, uh, helping people, loving people, caring, people just caring for people, comforting people when they lost somebody and being kind. Yeah. These true. are things that maybe you don't think of as important, but they're important. Yeah, well, I like uh, that's that's I know that's going to touch a lot of people because there's a whole bunch of givers. I know because they give people. to us, you know, here at this ministry. There's a big yes. group of givers. 
And I keep reminding people, even if you give so much as a cup of cold water, which people, when yes. they give to these wells, you know, God's going to remember that. But and yeah, the reward is the, the reward itself was the giving. That's where you know if your heart's right, if it feels so yeah. good to give. Well, I mean, that's what you say, but you're going to get a lot more than that in heaven. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, I'm not bragging or anything. I'm just saying I've seen people get the rewards at the throne, and uh, some from the Father, some from Christ. But the judgment seat of Christ, things that people don't understand, it's, it's great when you have revelation on the word to explain the revelation. Yeah. So it's appointed on the man who wants to die. And then the judgment. Well, that's clearly not the judgment seat of Christ. That's at the end of time. It's not the great white throne judgment. That's what that's past all of that. So what judgment is it? Yeah. When you die, it says it's a point I mean wants to die. And at that moment, there is a that's judgment. salvation. That's heaven itself. That's that's the judgment life. is the judgment is are you going to heaven? Are they going yeah. to heaven? Do they can they use the keys to go to to meet with you and ask you do you want to receive Christ? So that is what that scripture means. The pointed on the man wants to die, and Elijah and you know uh, we we know that Elijah and Enoch didn't even do that. They didn't have yeah. to die. Yeah. Uh, because of what they did for God, he decided to take them to to take them to heaven. But I'm telling you, there's they are watching us all the time. They're praying over us. They're encouraging us. They're sending words to us through people or through Holy Spirit. Or even through angels sometimes. Yeah. I mean, God does everything He can to reach people. But I do know, I love the scripture that says that God makes Himself known to every man. That means man, woman, child. He makes Himself known. That's really good to know. That's really good. And so, people, but don't stop praying for your family or your loved ones or those who are life friends. Or if you're in a group that's praying for a specific group, and, and there are many people praying for different groups who don't belong to Christ right now. Yeah. And, and and God will reward them for that. But it's important to know that that can happen. Really, really good. Well, let me get, let's hit a few more questions here. Um, are, these are actually all, this is just you and me talking this whole time, which has been very delightful. You know, uh, I can hear, you know, Steve, I can hear, I can hear people out there saying, but what about heaven? What about heaven? What's going on with heaven? What is heaven doing? What's going to happen? I can actually hear people saying that out there. Yeah, that's true. You, they're pulling a, Okay, well, here's a question that involves, you know, because I was never taught about three different judgments. I'm still trying to get it in my head. So here's a similar thing about where does what take place? So jo Josiane, if I'm saying that right, Josiane, Josiane, uh, re regarding the new heaven and the new earth, she can't mention how people in heaven will all be moving to the new earth. So does that mean that heaven will be emptied of humans and also... I'm still reading all, all the wonderful things that she has seen in heaven, like the crystal sea. Are all those things also going to be on the new earth, or do we get to go to heaven and see them? So how does that all work? That was an excellent question. Yeah, I'm was, very excited. That's a lot, but I can answer all of it. Okay. <laughs> and um, I just want to remind people that we are going to have a new, he says there will be a new heavens and a new earth. Okay. I do know, yes, the the current heaven, which is a spiritual world, not a physical world, people, that is the Father's house. It's where he has always been. That's why it's called his house. He is willing to make a new earth, much more massive than this earth I've had. He's taken me and shown me glimpses of, of this new earth. It will be one mass, we big land mass, and one massive ocean. Now, I said it says in the Bible there will be no more seas. 
The seas on this earth separate the land masses. Did you not know that? Okay. There is the ocean, the major ocean, but there are seas that come off of that. And the seas separate land masses. That's why it's called the seas. They won't need seas in, in heaven, in the new heaven, because, I mean, the new earth, because it's one landmass with one massive water around it, but it will be a huge landmass. And of course, the crystal sea will always be where we're at because it flows from the Father Himself. It comes from Him. So wherever He is, wherever He makes for us, that will be where the source oh, of Oh, that's water interesting. Is. Okay. So there's one answer there will be an ocean on the new earth. There will be. It'll be much bigger than this this earth here. And uh, I have to just say what the scripture says. Go to the end of the Bible, people. He's going to, it's going to be rolled away. It's going to be taken away. And he'll make a new heavens. The planets will be different. I've seen a few of those. Oh, really? Yes, I've seen those. And the Father himself will leave, probably be possibly the last person to leave his house. Because he's moving to the new one, which will be the new earth, will be our house. It'll be ours and his together. It'll be all ours together. It's not like we're just moving somewhere that belongs to him. It's going to be ours. Okay. He is willing to leave that place he's always been in to move and be with us forever and ever, ever on the new earth. And it will never pass away. The new earth will never pass away. And the heavens, heavens says it will be new. And I will explain to you why, because when it was made, it was it was stretched out and it says it was stretched out. Christ mm -hmm. was the word made it. The father spoke, you know, the physical yeah. realm. And and so the Christ, the word stepped out of the father and made that. And what he did, because there's a place in heaven where everyone goes, all your family members have already been there. They get to watch how they made it. Not heaven itself, because it always existed. But when they made the physical realm in the beginning, in the beginning means in the beginning of time. That's actually what that means. It doesn't mean the beginning of things existing, because they always existed. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, um, Melchizedek, the, um, the four living creatures, the 24 elders have always existed in heaven. A spiritual world. These are all spiritual beings. Doesn't mean they don't have a body. That just means that they lived in a whole realm different from ours. And that's the only realm there was. So within this spiritual realm, the word, Jesus Christ, made a physical realm area so that Father could send us from himself to a physical earth and exist there and have a body. We didn't have this body when we were in him. We were just our spiritual body, this little, little thing inside him, living in him, playing in him. And so he made this decision. We're going to make a physical world and a physical realm that will support that world. And we will stretch it out. So the word steps on him and stretches out literally almost look like almost like a big scroll. And he stretched it out like this around a great part of the cosmos. And that was within that frame of where he made all that. All the planets we currently see now, the telescopes is part of that physical realm. And, uh, and it operates in the physical he made this beautiful place. They started putting the planets out there, the stars out there, the nebula. They call that space art, and I do too. Like there's a big eye. There's beautiful things out, out in space just floating. It's really like space dust that doesn't just on its own clutch into different beautiful things. They make it. It's like their art that they gave us out there. Those are all physical realm things. And so he kept it. He'll keep the physical realm until... 
he sends the last one from himself to be born uh, on this current earth that we're in now. So nothing's passing away now. There's going to be no blowing up the planet. Everybody thinks it's going to happen now. It's not going to happen now. We haven't even done the things Christ said we could do. And yeah. so there's still several hundred years. I don't know the exact date, but there's at least probably a couple hundred years left in the physical realm to operate, to have babies, to do things and stuff like that. And for some time after this whole thing changes, and trust me, it's changing because God's not done with this planet. Okay, the Lord made it. It's his. It says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof belong to him. They don't belong to any group, not Democrat or Republican, not, not evil or good. It doesn't belong to them. It belongs to him. And the father has a, a timeline of events behind his throne embedded in the floor and there's things on there that have not happened yet and we're not going anywhere until they're done with it so there's still a lot for us to do here but the physical realm was created on purpose so we could have a body that we could know christ receive him and then live in eternity with him so when the last one is sent from the father and that baby is born time will be no more this is at the tribulation at the end of tribulation during the millennial reign, people still have children. So it's all the way through the millennial reign, the thousand-year reign of Christ, if that makes you happy for me to say that, uh, there will still be children born. So the earth isn't going anywhere right now. But when God is ready and that last child that he sent from himself is born in the physical realm, time will be no more. That means we will be in eternal, in eternity. We don't need a clock and calendar to go by, to live by. And we won't need this physical realm. It will be blended. It will be blended so that in your physical body, you can love, enjoy, and live your life and do amazing things. We can still visit the Father. The throne room will still be on the new earth. It talks about the new city, uh, new city of Jerusalem on the earth. And it will be much, much bigger than it is now. So don't worry about what happens between the time he rolls away the old stuff, like it says, yeah. like the When he rolls it all away and puts it or does away with it, if he has to hold us in his hand, he will. So we'll probably be in heaven. And then when he makes the new earth and he puts us on the new earth first, that's what's going to happen. We will be here first on the new earth, all of us together who receive Christ. And then the Father will step on the new Jerusalem. And you can see it coming down from the heavens on the new earth. And then we will live an eternal life that will be so amazing and beautiful and creative and exciting and adventurous. And we'll be with them. We'll all be together forever. Let me ask some uh, follow-up questions on this. Um, On the spiritual place of heaven, it's a spiritual place. And then we're going to one day get in the new heaven and new earth where God will come. Okay, so right when our, our family and those who have preceded us are there in a spiritual place, there are spiritual beings out there waiting for their physical body. Then, but Jesus is in heaven and he has a physical body right now, yeah. right? So yeah. then, when there's a new heaven and new earth, and we get physical bodies to inhabit the new heaven and earth, the new heaven and new earth is a physical place. And from that point on, Jesus will continue to be a physical person and then the father comes down and lives as what a spiritual being on a physical plane I, <laughs> you're really deep you're a deep person yeah i am i tend to <laughs> you're, deep, you're deep buddy you're deep. 
I just got to know that. I, I wanted to ask said, you that for a very long time, by the way. I said the spirit realm would be done away with. It yeah, is I, the premier <laughs> one. The yeah. physical realm as we know it now. Everything on this earth is only physical. Everything in the atmosphere is all physical. Or yeah. all physical. It will be the spirit realm that, of course, the spirit realm, we've all received Christ who lived there, who are yeah. with him have the ability to live in the spirit realm like we did in the physical realm. And so uh, that's the way it's going to be because the spirit realm has always existed. The spiritual realm, which we call the unseen realm, but I see the unseen realm all the time. So I know a lot about how they operate, what it looks like and things like that. And he only made the physical realm so we could come down here and have a body and then throughout eternity, it's just wonderful to have a physical body. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. And that physical body, like Enoch and, and Elijah, who live in a spiritual world with their physical body, they look really good. I've seen both of them. They look great in that spirit realm. The father just keeps them and he can he allows or permits them to, re, to remain there. They don't age. They don't get sick or anything. They look amazing. We in our glorified spiritual bodies can operate and live in a spiritual realm like we did in this physical realm. Like when I say that, you walk on the ground, you pick things, you can eat stuff, you can do things with people that are fun and exciting to do. You still do that now in heaven in your spiritual body. Yeah. But the new earth, the new heavens and the new earth will still be spirit realm, but but with the ability for people with a physical body to live and exist in there. You won't get married. You won't have children. Don't let that make you unhappy. You'll be very happy. Trust me. You'll be happy yeah. to be there. But that's what uh, that's what the end looks like, the end of time. When he says the end, he means the end of time, having to keep track of everything, you only have so many hours you're awake, so many hours you sleep. Uh, you don't ever get tired in heaven now. When I'm yeah. caught up in my spiritual body, but I'm never tired in heaven. And so I don't need to rest. Um, nothing wears me out. I'm not tired. It's just a different way of life. It but seems like things- the way you describe it, Kat, it kind of seems like, you know, six one half dozen the other. So your spiritual being in heaven, it feels like you're physical. When you become down to physical being in the new heaven and earth, it feels like you're it feels well, sounds like it feels the same body. either way. It sounds like it's yeah. kind of the same. In a spiritual world, in your spiritual body, yeah, you walk through the doorways, yeah, walls. You can eat the fruit and do everything that's in the spiritual world because you're in a your spirit. Your spirit man is living there. Yeah, your body is what is resurrected. Your soul never sleeps. People, that's not right. They don't know what they're saying. I'm I'm not making fun of them. They just don't have that revelation. Yeah. But your spirit man and your soul never have to sleep. They're both spiritual things. You couldn't look inside a person and see their soul, but I know what one looks like because he showed me a human soul and I understand how it operates and why it's important to guard it yeah. and not let wickedness and evil and darkness. And it's important to keep that soul, uh, you know, focused on him. And, and not let the darkness in. You are filled with light yourself as a believer. You want to keep that light getting brighter, which it does. But on the new earth, we've already had the resurrection happen. The resurrection has happened. The resurrection mm-hmm. of the dead has happened. That will happen at, at an appointed time on this physical earth. Everyone who's died that belongs to Jesus Christ, their physical body is coming back. 
It's going to come back. You'll get it back, people. It'll be it'll be put together with your spirit man. If you've been living in heaven, it's going to be put together with your spirit man. And then it's called, you'll be glorified, which means you can never get sick. You can never die. You'll never sin. These are for people who know Christ. And you'll be like that for all eternity. So there's still different processes we have to go through who are here. But it clearly says in the day, the dead in Christ shall rise. That is your body. Because your spirit man with your soul have been living in heaven. You're, and, you cannot separate a soul. can't take a soul out of your spirit. You just can't do it yeah. the way it's made. But your spirit man, it says, you know, it clearly says to be absent from the body. That means yep. you die. Mm-hmm. You die. Your, your spirit man was taken out of your body with your soul in it. And it was taken to heaven. This body dies. But it says the dead in Christ, that's your body, shall rise one day. When that happens, all of our bodies will come up. Your spirit man will actually go into the grave. How about this? It goes in, gets that body, and it blows up that grave no matter where you are, uh, whether you're in an urn or whether you're in the grave, you're going to come out of that. And and that will be a sight to see. I think it will be one of the most exciting things that will be happening one day when the dead in Christ shall rise, that means you're going to get your body back and you'll look really good, people. They'll know you're you. It says you will be known as you were known on the earth. It says that in the Bible. So if you were a male, you'll still look like a male, a much better one. <laughs> if you were female, that doesn't change. You rise from the dead. You get your body back. You're still going to be you. People will recognize and know you. So don't let people tell you other things. I'm going by what the word says. And when people go and when you go to be with the Lord one day and other people go to be with the Lord, you're going to be a, like a 20 or 30 something looking yes. young woman. Yes. And will, but will people look at you and go, oh, there's Kat. Yes. And how will they recognize you? Will your hair be pink? Uh, how will they, how will people know that's Kat? It's, I mean, this, the answer to this question is the answer to every other question related to recognizing. Well, there's something you. probably you're, you're not considering. People in heaven are known for more than just their physical appearance. Okay. Everybody puts out a frequency. Now, everyone in heaven knows exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, wow. You have your own frequency that is, you, comes out from you. No matter where you go around in heaven, people can feel or hear that coming before you ever come in heaven. Wow. You're walking around heaven, people go, oh, cat's coming. I can feel, I can feel her frequency. And, and this is a true thing that happens in heaven. So maybe you didn't know. You have a frequency right now coming out of you. You can't hear it or see it, uh, but it's amazing just to just to be able to do that. So people will know you first by that. Wow. And then when they see you, they're going to go, well, you know, enough people have seen me on the earth already. And uh, but people will watching from heaven right now. They'll watch me from heaven sometimes when I'm speaking. They want to see what I'm going to say. <laughs> it's wild. But some people will like to watch certain people who, who do things that are on the earth. They want to hear what words are going to speak for Christ or what miracles are going to happen and stuff like that. Or what will people learn? So when you get to heaven, people still want to know you. If they've never met you, oh, come on. And they'll have meetings where you share your testimonies. Really? Nice. It's amazing. Uh, uh, people are interested, even now in the earth, we like to know and hear about people. And that doesn't matter what arena that is in. They want to know. They want to know about you. And they like personal stories to be told from the platform. They love it when I talk about my family, the, the wild stuff, the crazy That's stuff. That's really good. I they mean, like yeah. to hear about it. So uh, even in heaven, they want to know you and hear, care about you. So, so what we think of is 
getting together and catching up on the news. It's not, it sounds like it's not unlike that in heaven. Hey, come and tell us what you did in your life. They want to catch up, right? Is it similar? Something like that. Only mostly they just want to know you. They want to hear what you have to say. Uh, How did you feel when that happened? Uh, What did you think when Christ did that for you? Uh, When you lived on the earth at that time, wasn't that amazing what happened? They talk about things like that too. Like maybe things in, in history or stuff like that. Uh, they don't ever discuss evil, wicked things. Nobody yeah. even thinks about that anymore. Yeah. So they're not going to talk about that part of your past. They yeah. don't. They don't do that. But um, the fun, exciting things everybody does, and they just want to be by you. Even the disciples will want to know you. The prophets will want to know you. Even if you weren't a prophet, they want to know certain things that you did in your life to help people, or or just things that happened in the earth at that time. One last yeah. question. One last question about if. Um, so Doreen and I, let's say we we're, we both graduated to heaven and our kids are still here and then our grandkids are still here. And from time to time, we would probably see their special events probably at the same time. Doreen and I would probably see them at the same time. Even yeah. We live, live in different, but let's say their cousins or whatever. Are there situations where someone will say, well, what's new with your kids on the earth? And we catch them up of what we just saw. Well, she, so-and-so just had a baby. Is that kind of thing going on in heaven where you catch your- I think that part, yes, about family relations and stuff like that. People want to fellowship. Yeah. I mean, people like fellowshipping here. Yeah. If you're in the right groups of people and fellowshipping, it can be a wonderful thing, but everybody fellowships in heaven. They go, what yeah. do we do besides? They thought all we would do was just bow down. Right. Everybody thinks, well, worshiping is bowing down. It's a lot more than just bowing yeah. down. Everything you do in heaven, you will thank him because he made it for us to enjoy or gave us the ability to be together and do things together. You never stop. It's called a, it's called a lifestyle of worship. You worship yeah. all the time all over heaven yeah. for everything, and it just automatically comes out of you. And so it's not like down to the earth that you have to come to one building at a certain time of the week, and that's the only time. I never stop worshiping him. Yeah. I never stop talking about him or talking to him. If I'm by myself, if I'm just anywhere, I do that. So in heaven, that would be normal to me. Yeah. And that's what people do. Mainly they talk about Christ, the things Christ did, the revelation they get from him when he, when they get up there and they get to meet him. There's just a lot of fellowship. There's a lot of events that the Father plans for all of us in heaven to be together and do it together. There's things he plans just to do with you or Christ do with you. So it's not like it's a boring place. There's nothing no. boring about it. No, like, yeah, it's amazing. So well, Kat, do a lot of things together in heaven. They really do still do things together. They do. Same. Really, 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 really good. So good stuff. I never get tired of learning more about heaven. You can probably tell. Uh, well, tell people we've got revealingheaven.com and catkirk.com. I always like to have you kind of recap what people can get there. They keep you busy. I'm sure they go to your website and... <laughs> yeah, revealingheaven.com is where um, our, our store is. It's where our events calendar is. And I think there's testimonies on there that people give. And there's a few other things that you can learn and watch. There's a lot of uh, things that you can click. I didn't design it. I don't uh, I don't even know how any of that. I don't know anything about Wi-Fi, sci-fi, maybe more than Wi-Fi. I don't know. But but <laughs> I know heaven-fi a lot. Yeah. I'm really good at knowing that, understanding that. But so the revealing heaven to come is for that. Okay. We have a corporation. God told us to have a corporation. He wants us to create things that represent heaven, things that are in heaven, like some of the things the way people wear, 
uh, things that they would have in their mansions. We're going to have a whole new uh, list over the next year and a half, probably. We'll have home decor stuff that if you come in, you'd think you were in heaven. Nice. He really wants that to happen. He wants that to happen on the earth. Wow. And his point is, Satan has made all kinds of things that people wear, they use, they talk about, they right. play with it, they probably shouldn't play with. He said he wants stuff related to heaven that people can hold, they can wear, they can use, they can sit on. Uh, things in the wall that will talk to you about having wow. the, the carpeting will say things to you when you walk on it. We're going to have use light a lot because light's one of the main sources of things being built in heaven or designed in heaven is with light. You're going to see that happen all over the world, by the way. That's something that's going to happen in the new witty ideas and inventions. You're going to see a lot of resources and things that we use every day plus spectacular things that will be done with light is going to come here because it's all over heaven on earth as it is in heaven is what we're going to be seeing over this next 100 years. So don't get on your rapture rug, stick it in the closet because you've got a lot still left to do in this world. And we're going to enter into the great stuff and to be great for, for God on this earth. But my other website is catcur.com. And uh, by the way, I don't have any other websites. That's it. I have catcur.com, and that's where you learn a lot of things about the spirit realm and different things, what things look like in heaven on there. There's all kinds of interviews on catcur.com, and it is the one and only, and I really want to say this, there's no other place out there on the planet where you can give to me personally than catcur.com. So if you find some of the other places made up with my face on it and they say things on it, that is not me. Yeah. And I will never ask you. I will never appear on a video and say, please give this much to this ministry or to this place that's doing these awesome things. And I don't do it on purpose because I don't want you giving to people who yeah. are out there scam you, so I don't do it. Yeah. And people actually contact us. Was that you saying to give to this orphanage? No, that wasn't me. Is this who said, please give this money to this person who had an accident? No, that was not me. You may see my face there, but it's not me. I pray you do bless people if they need help. And I do myself. But to protect you, uh, the more the more you become known, the more scammers, yeah. people who want to commit crimes. There's mm. a lot of e-crime right now on the Internet. So I, on purpose, do not do those things. So you can see me in person if we take up offerings. If you want to give on catcar.com, click on the treasury, and there's a place where you can do that. And the people who support us are called the Guardians. We have the Guardian Zone we created and someone who looks over that, that database and things. And, and we love and appreciate like you do, Steve. We, we, we probably could in some other way do it. But the blessings you give us help change people's lives. Totally. And you will get reward because you are sharing. If you're helping to support and give towards that, you will actually receive part of the reward that we get. That's when we true. Get heaven, but also on this earth, you will be blessed. So, so thank you very much for my heart, for my staff's heart. Thank you for being a part of what we do. That's good. Kat, thank you so much. It's good as always. Very, very good. Always learning. So, yeah, we're going to keep asking you questions till from now till the Lord returns, you know, or till the rabbit. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, don't forget the Open the Heavenlies event is this weekend, September 15th through the 18th at the Mid America Center. Um, and if you go to the Lord of Hosts, website you can see about signing oh this up. is the one where hank and robin who all is going to be there it's a Love huge it. event they, they're actually going to have um flashpoint 
Okay. Yeah, Flashpoint. I think the first night, I think that's Thursday night, Flashpoint. Yeah. And then we have, there's a whole list. You can see the list of speakers that will actually be there in person. Powerful speakers and powerful. And Hank and Brenda have gone out of the way to make this available. You do not pay for this event. You don't pay at a door. You don't wow. have to buy a ticket. You do have to re register. Even now, register if you're coming. So they know how many people they actually will have show up. I do know that Thursday, I know Rod Parsley, who's a great friend and powerful uh, for what God is doing. He's excited about what God is about to do. Yeah. He will be there, I think, um, Friday night. And also Phil Driscoll is coming, who we've wow, known a yes. long time. And we know his family members. And he is like, he sounds like Gabriel in heaven. When oh, he, he does. He totally does. By the he way, we're putting this right Sometimes here. Sometimes he'll stand on the bench or the stool to do it. He just gets so carried away. Heaven comes down. Yeah. He'll be there. I know Kent Christmas. I can't list everybody. But I do know on Saturday, Saturday morning will be Brenda Kuhneman. Then at 2 o'clock, I will be speaking. I think 4 o'clock is Robin Bullock. And I think wow. at 7 is Hank Kuhneman. Saturday is going to be the prophets. And it's going to be so, so powerful. And we may, in the at the end of the night, do some tag teaming. teaming. That was kind of mentioned to me by Hank, but I'm not sure if that will happen. But I'll totally be there on Saturday to speak. Sunday, the whole church, and I think that's um, is that Rodriguez, yeah. is it Sammy Rodriguez? He'll be doing the Sunday morning meeting there, which you can also come and hear that too. They're expecting thousands of wow. attendees. Wow. And I'm look, looking very forward to sharing all that God has to say, but I actually will also be speaking about spirit force too and other areas of spirit force. I'm also going to tell you exactly what God is saying at that moment in heaven. So really, very good. Amazing meetings. What, Jen? We, it, it is free, also available to watch online. Yeah, we put it up here. We put it up here. But you still have to register to okay. it is, online or to come in. Person. It is free online, but you still have to register for the online. You have to let them know when you register. Are you attending in person, or are you going to watch online? That's good. And I think that's that's powerfully wonderful of the Kuhnemans to make that available for you because these are going to be very extremely powerful meetings that are going to happen. Good. So good. Well, Kat, God bless you. Thank you so much for sharing all that with us. A uh, quick reminder that Donna Rigney will be on tomorrow, Pacific, 11 o'clock Pacific time. Uh, always more revelation from heaven as well from Donna. So blessings, everybody. Have a great day. We will see you all tomorrow. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Remember to eat cake and celebrate. Eat cake and celebrate. There you go. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.